I'd like to thank you all for coming to Spiritual Renewal Week. It is a little of the self-effort that we're talking about. And I would like to, in reward for coming, give you some good news. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda said the spiritual path is difficult at first and then effortlessly liberating. The talk yesterday, all the talks have been wonderfully instructive as to the process of the disciple realizing the self. But when we move from the beginning and our consciousness is locked in a direction away from the point between the eyebrows as uh, the speakers yesterday were talking about, then our perceptions and our understanding are directed towards the maya and the material world. And this makes it difficult at first. But through the practices that we've been talking about all week, with Jyotish and Devi talking about devotion and an understanding of the center and the experience of God, when we turn our direction of our energy towards the divine, towards God, the picture changes very, very rapidly. And in a few years of practice, and in a few years of meditation, our understanding of this duality changes. And it's not at all like it looks in the beginning. I didn't want anyone to be scared after yesterday's class. There's all these asanas and there's yamas and niyamas and Diksha didn't have time to go into all 10 of them. There's, there's more. I mean, there's a lot of work to do and stuff. And it gets like, whoa, you know, this, is, this, this could be intense. But I'll give you a little secret is the further you progress in that direction, the more the maya is in your rearview mirror and the light of the guru is coming closer and closer. And that's why we have Spiritual Renewal Week, is because we have to keep reminding ourselves over and over, the guru is the reality, the duality, the maya is not real. At first, you start on the spiritual path, and all of us came here because of the grace of the Guru, every one of us. On some level, in a thought process, and you can go back to when you made your reservations or when you showed up or when you took that turn on 49 or however you got here, or on the internet when you clicked off the YouTube and went to the whatever we are on. <laughs> the grace of the Guru is magnetically pulling us all home every one of us. But the grace of the Guru is broadcast universally. It's inviting everyone on this planet to come. And only you came. Only you watched on the internet. Only you came here for truth and for the grace of the Guru. That's not a comment on the power of the Guru. That's a comment on the receptivity of the disciple. Master often quoted, as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. 
Now, any person in the right mind, if all you have to do is receive them and you get to be the sons of God, then come on, think this through. This is really a no-brainer. But not everyone goes for it. Out of a thousand, one seeks me. Out of a thousand who seeks me, one knows me as I am. Why? Now, Maya is potent stuff. You should be very, very <laughs> cautious of Maya. You saw, in the, those of you who saw the play last night, Lord Christar was, you, you hear Lord Christar, you go, yeah, yeah. And then the other three guys, boo, I almost booed. I had, to, I had to restrain myself from booing those evil guys. That's cynicism. That's not the grace of the guru. That doesn't have that drawing power. But the self-effort is needed in the beginning. And then effortlessly liberating. Easy street. Clear sailing. And those of us who have pursued the path of the masters, the path of Kriya, and I don't in any way want to be sectarian in this, we talk about the grace of the guru. We would naturally refer to our gurus, but the grace of the guru is universal. Christ and the Buddha and Lao Tzu and all the masters of all true paths have that grace emanating and pulling people towards it. But not that many are pulled. There's a saying in the Upanishads, I believe, that the greatest blessing in all the three worlds is the grace of having a true guru. All the three worlds. That's the physical world. That's this world. It's the astral world, the realm of light. The causal world, the realm of thought, pure thought. The greatest blessings in all the three worlds is to have a true guru. Come watch on the internet, no charge. Free teachings are there. Kriya Yoga, we give them away free lecture, how to meditate. They don't come. Because the maya keeps clouding it. And the guru keeps saying... Come home. I am reality. But as your experience, year after year, becomes the dominant experience of your life, when you see the Guru every day, when you feel the Guru every day, when you watch the Guru in action through all the events in your life, when you look at this amphitheater and see this land and see the, the uh, Portland building and Mondeer and community in Seattle, the beautiful meditation temple, and the uh, Sacramento Mandir, beautiful building, Palo Alto, India, Pune, Gorgon. And you see all this, and you think back, if you lived here 35, 40 years ago, you see a bunch of 20-year-olds with some travel trailers and some teepees, and you think, this is not happening. This is not going to happen. We're trying. Self-effort, a lot. But we're not, this isn't going to work. It can't work. It can't be that big. We always used to ponder, how are we going to reach people all around the world? And then they invented the internet. Because <laughs> we couldn't do enough mailings in the Rolodex cars <laughs> to reach everyone. We have, we have brothers and sisters from all around the world here. Our family is, I have friends in India. I have brothers and sisters in India and Italy and everywhere. All through the grace of the guru. Not through our tremendous self-effort, our brilliance, our stunning good looks. <laughs> no. Grace of the guru. The guru is doing everything. The guru is helping us in every way. And the more you experience that, the easier it is to make a self-effort. 
So you practice the yamas a little more. You meditate a little more. It's not, it's not so hard. If every day you experience that grace, if every day you experience the greatest blessing in all the three worlds, if every day you feel his reality and his blessings and his touch through one another, through all of you, through your sincerity in coming here today, through your devotion, through your kriya, through all the miracles. And Ananda is nothing but a, a series of miracles, one after another. That started the first day, and that will continue as long as we make the effort to receive, as many as received him. And Guru is there, grace, God is there. And that experience pervades everything that happens to us. It's not just all joy, 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 got a new mondeer, paid off this, that, the other thing. We have tragedy. We have young people that die way too early. We have diseases and our friends die of cancer and heart attacks and all sorts of stuff happens. But the grace of the guru is not pleasure in this world. Giving joy transcendent of higher knowledge, the abode. That's what the guru's after. He's after your liberation. He's offering you liberation. He's offering you out of this constant wheel of birth and death and rebirth. And we win and we lose. And I'm rich and I'm bankrupt. And oh, this is wonderful. And oh, this is terrible. And on and on. The just boring monotony of the duality. When our nature is divine. Our nature is the guru. The guru is a part of your consciousness. Master embodied it, yes, but you are one with the guru. You are a disciple of a great master. You are one with the master. And through your practices, you find that guru. You touch that guru. And it's easy. It's easier every year, effortlessly liberating. It's no sweat. What else are we going to do but serve the guru? What else is there to do? Well, you want to make a million? You want to be name and fame? Come on. That's, that's so passe. <laughs> it's God. It's, it's samadhi. That's what it's at. This whole charade is just, it's just foolish. And you realize that as you progress towards the guru. That's Rajasi smiling there. Don't forget who gave you the power. I won't, Master. It's all Guru. It's all God. But that reality becomes part of your consciousness. So you do some more yamas and niyamas. You perfect your pratyahara. You perfect your dhyana. You perfect that perfection of samadhi. And bit by bit, you realize, and Riman mentioned this yesterday, but read samadhi every day. Not to find out about it, it, Master says, picture yourself in that state. Picture yourself in samadhi. Enjoyable beyond imagination of expectancy. That's where it's at. That's why we do service, meditation. That's why we take down the chairs. That's why we clean the pots. That's why we grow the vegetables and put up the roof. <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> because that's where it's at. That's what's real. Nothing else is real. And that is what makes a spiritual path 
so easy is the grace of the Guru. So you really only have to start and try. And that blessing is like the wind at your back. And it just makes it easier and easier. We don't have something else to do. We don't have repressed desires. We just want to serve and we just want to share. If anyone's interested, if you're not interested, we'll go back to work. It's okay. We'll do something else. We'll serve the Guru. But if you're interested, if you want those teachings, here we'll give them and you can help us give them and we can have centers around the world if they're interested. And if they're not interested yet, then we'll wait. Master will wait. He'll come. But he came to bless us. He came to give us that grace. It is of a blessing of an order that is not beyond imagination of expectancy. You can't even imagine how great the grace of the Guru is until you experience the grace of the Guru. And then once you experience the grace of the Guru, you just want more because it's the only real thing in the universe. And then the duality is just boring, incredibly boring. It's so dull. It was so funny last night to see the, the three lords, Kovar and his two buddies, and they're, they're talking about government, and then to realize that the leaders of our country believe that. Like, whoa, <laughs> this is scary. This play was written a long time ago, and these people are, it's all about the power. It's all about the money, and the leaders should be well compensated for their hard work. Well, just take the guru and hold the guru. I'll tell you a little story. It happened to me a few years ago. Um, we were going to put a skylights in the Sacramento Mondeer. And um, I was in charge of getting the, the job done. And so I, th I think I had six subcontractors. And we had a, a skylight man, an electrical contractor, and a roofing contractor, an insulating contractor, and a tear-off contractor. And we had the drawings and the engineer. And we have all these people. And we had this project. And the project is to make the Mondeer, Master's Mondeer, more beautiful. It was the only Ananda Mondeer with no windows. <laughs> so we had to have light. Let there be light. So we started the project. And one thing led to another. And we'll make the story short. Um, but it got to be the middle of November. And we had no roof on the Mondeer. <laughs> and I have to say that I. I've been a contractor, my brother's a contractor, my dad was a contractor. I've been contracting since I was a little kid. And it's a project, it's no big deal. But in the back of my mind, I started to have a thought of worry. I started to think, this is, this is not going quite right, you know? And I said, gosh, you know, what if it gets to be Sunday and it's, it rains? And then the rain forecast came into the long-term forecast, and I thought, uh-oh. And I actually thought, uh-oh, and I forgot. This is Master's project. What am I worried about? <laughs> I'm doing everything I can. I'm self-effort. I got seven subcontractors. <laughs> I'm doing all my self-effort. How about a little grace? How about a little help? <laughs> so I went along, and so at one point I, call, I brought the plans in, and everything was good, and then the, the man at the desk said, okay, it's, all we had to do was cut six holes in the roof. It's, it's a, just no, not hard at all. Six purlins, cut them, frame them, out of here. But he said, I gotta run this through plan check. 
Well, plan check is like death to a contractor. <laughs> plan check means a bunch of guys want to stand around and drink coffee and think about your plans and think about ways that they might want you to do it. So I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> so he said, plan check, okay, okay. And I said, how long will that take? And he said, oh, about six days. I said, it's six skylights, <laughs> what, a day a skylight? What, come on. <laughs> I didn't say that because I'm polite and I'm a good <laughs> disciple. Anyway, so what I did say was, I, I said, uh, look, I got a problem. I'm the pastor of this church and I got no roof on my church. <laughs> And they're talking about rain in six days. I said, can you do anything to help me? Can you facilitate this process? And the man thought for a minute, and he said, Ananda, is that any way related to Paramahansa Yogananda? <laughs> I said, yes. He said, you know, 25 years ago, I read the autobiography of a yogi. <laughs> I said, well, that's really cool. I said... You do, you, you should do is you should approve these plans and you should personally inspect them at our church and you should see the masters and the pictures and the altar. It's really going to be beautiful. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll think about it and I'll do what I can. And that afternoon he called me back and said, okay, your plans are good. Come and get them. So I walked out of the Mondir and I just had a little chat with master and I said, thank you. And a very unusual experience. On my left side, a very, very large person was there. He put his arm around me, all the way to here. What was strange was I felt it on, in here. And put his arm around me, and this is what he said, and I quote, and I didn't, it wasn't with an Indian voice. It was just in my own head. It was silent. But he said, Ananta, Ananda is my work. This is my mandir. I got it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> this is what's going on. My first response was, yes, sir. <laughs> my second response was, what a silly disciple I am. How dare I forget, after 36 years of working for him every single day, that he's got it, that he's got everything. How dare I worry? How dare I even slightly think that he would forget us? Don't forget him. Presume on his grace. Presume on the grace of the guru. It is there at all times, and he's got it. You don't have to worry. You're making the self-effort. You're meditating. You're trying to meditate. You're trying to chant. You're trying to do what you can. He's with you. Don't worry. Everything in the future will improve if you're making a spiritual effort now. That's all there is to it. God bless you all. <laughs>